0: This is the Australian Mobile DJ Podcast. In this series, we'll talk to them, get to know them, and learn from them. And here's your host, DJ Bevo.
1: Welcome to another week of this amazing podcast, which people are messaging me about and saying, hey, I'm loving the podcast. It's good to find out what other DJs are doing during lockdown and the COVID crisis, and it's good to hear what DJs are doing in general. This lady contacted me a couple of weeks ago and was really enthused by what she heard in the podcast, so I thought I'd invite her on. She's from Melbourne, Sierra Jane. Hello, how are you? Hi, I'm good, DJ Bevo. Thank you so much for having me on. You're most welcome. Um, lockdown still happening in Melbourne town at the moment. Yeah, it's pretty. Um, yeah, it's pretty hectic here. We can't travel
0: outside a five-kilometer radius, so. Yeah, it's very um, very strict
1: at the moment. How's the mental health? I mean, you've been locked down for how many months now? You must be um, going a bit bonkers uh, locked up for so long.
0: Yeah, it's been... Look, it's been really tough. Um, we have been locked down. I haven't worked in DJing since about March yeah. now. Yeah, so it's been tough, uh, but I have... I'm actually really thankful for COVID and lockdown because... I sort of have leveled my business up. So I've taken my business to the next level during this time. It's actually given me the time to sort of step back and reassess where my business is going, what I want in the future out of DJing in the business. And um, yeah, it's been actually pretty good.
1: Yeah, you've got all that time to think, don't you? Usually you're quite busy. You're going from job to job. You're, you're concentrating on those jobs. But this time is... You're able to kind of sit back and evaluate and analyze what you do and how to improve things, I would imagine.
0: Yeah, that's right. So I actually had my own business as a cleaner. So I was juggling um, both DJing and the cleaning business. And at the start of the year, I took a step back from the cleaning business and thought, Um, I'm going to put more into my DJing but I'm still going to work on the side and have that extra income and then when lockdown happened like it was just crazy you know there were no jobs going it was just nuts and I actually sat down and it's always been a thing for me where um, I've had in my head where like DJing it's I don't know what it what it is it, maybe it's a society maybe it's the way I've been brought up but I've always had DJing as not a real job I've always looked at it as a business but I've never seen it as a real job and I I took a step back and I thought I'm I'm really good at this I love it I'm passionate about it why why not go full time with it it is a real job it's a real business it's a real job it's a it's a real thing Like So COVID has given me the time to sort of step back, read up on on things, marketing, um, SEO, uh, going a bit more online, being a bit more tech savvy, uh, and taking my business to the next level. So during COVID, I've actually uh, jumped on Twitch and started streaming, and that is going really, really well.
1: Oh, cool. Um, What times do you usually um, jump on there? Is there like a regular time that we can check out you in action? So,
0: it's been a bit crazy because we've just actually entered Daylight Savings here in Melbourne. Yeah. And I was reaching a lot of the American crowd, but now when I start, I started at 9pm till 11pm here, but when I'm starting, it's around, I think it's around 6, 5 or 6am in America. So, I'm not getting that morning crowd as much. So, I'm actually thinking of extending it and doing 9pm till 12am. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm actually looking at the logistics of it at the moment and reassessing um, what timing I'm doing. But yeah, I was doing nine pm to eleven pm, but looking at it, doing longer streams and changing the timing around a little bit to hit more of the international crowd. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's fun. That's cool. It's it's really opening up your eyes. And years, um, it's always been about you know playing to your um, your crowd, your audience, and your um, clients. But now this this whole online thing, which is opening up avenues for all sorts of DJs and and DJs being heard by people that wouldn't usually be heard by uh, these markets. Would you find that's the case for you?
0: Oh, 100%. I've never really hit an international... Level as such, so getting people—I'm getting people from all over the world: Germany, Belgium, Scotland, America—tuning in, saying hello. Like it's just crazy. I've made so many new connections from around the globe.
1: Yeah, it's quite funny. Like we've we've been isolated, yet we we crave that human interaction. We want to um, feel our crowds like we usually do on a, a Friday or a Saturday night. So we're reaching out online and. It's 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 doing quite the opposite. We've got this focus on what we usually have—a crowd—and now we've got this international um, audience. And um, yeah, reaching out is just—it's—it's—it's. Um, it's, 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 I, I find it's also um, reconnecting with old friends, people you haven't spoken to in ages. You're, you're reaching out to those people and rekindling those connections. Have you found that's uh, a similar situation for you?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I'm getting people from. Years ago, tuning in, old DJ friends tuning in. It's just been amazing. It's been great to yeah connect with so many old and new people. It's great.
1: Let's hear about your story, uh, Sierra. Where did you fall into DJing um, your beginnings of uh, the job?
0: So I've always loved music. Uh, When I was in high school, I actually played the flute. So I played the flute for eight years. I did the AMEB, which is the Australian Music Examination Board. I did up to uh, level six. And once you get to level eight, you can be a teacher. I did up to level six. um, Didn't go past that. Uh, Didn't really pursue the flute outside of um, high school and sort of went out into the world and thought, you know, I'm going to do this full-time thing. I've, I've been a receptionist. I've, I've got a certificate three in business administration. So I've done, been in the corporate world and I was a flight attendant um, at the time that I started pursuing DJing. I thought I always loved music. I, I saw DJs around and I thought, I, I reckon I can do that. So I was in Vietnam on a holiday and I had all this money saved up for spending over there and I hadn't been spending a whole lot. And I had this, I had a grand in there and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to book. So I was in Vietnam and I went online and I booked this DJ course. Uh, I think it was through DJ Warehouse. And, yeah, I did this. I just had this pull towards it. I did this DJ course and at the start it was just a hobby, just a bit of fun and it just, grew and grew i started off in clubs and branched out into private functions because i had all my own gear at home that i was practicing on so i branched out into private functions and started doing weddings and it's just grown um i've been doing it for almost 10 years now and it's just grown over the years it's been amazing
1: the side of uh online marketing and that sort of thing what what have you learnt um through that journey um Nonetheless, you'd you'd be doing a lot of it yourself.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, it's all sort of been, besides doing the DJ course, it's been self-taught. What I've learned and what I love, like I love the music a lot. Don't get me wrong, I love the music. But what I love is bringing people together through the music. Um, so... You know, being at a a wedding, a a 21st and engagement, putting on that song that everyone knows, like Jessie's Girl or the Horses, and seeing everyone grab their mates and come together on the dance floor is just phenomenal. Uh, So I get joy out of bringing people together through music, and i found DJing is, is about music, but it's also about people and, you know, just making people happy.
1: Making people happy—it's a pretty good job description, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> what do you do? Oh, I make people happy. Oh, good for you. <laughs> what is it you do? I'm a DJ. Oh, cool. Rock and roll. <laughs> what, what's um, what uh, equipment are you rocking uh, there, DJ Sierra Jane?
0: So I'm actually a little bit old school. I don't use a laptop. I'm still. I just recently actually transitioned to USBs. Uh, so I was on CDs. So. I currently use uh, two CDJ CDJ350s, a Pioneer, and a DJM eight hundred Pioneer.
1: Ah, oh, cool. And what about your uh, headphones and microphone and PA stuff?
0: I've got a Sennheiser uh, headphones. I think my microphone is also Sennheiser. I've got two cordless microphones. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah, I'm quite sort of rock in the old school. I like uh what I found and my advice to other DJs would be to learn to beat match using your ears. So if someone comes up to me and requests a song that I'm not super familiar with, I don't have because I've got the C D J three fifties, so I don't have any wavelengths, any I can't see where the drops are in music. Um so I, I play the song and just by learning the structure of the song and learning to beat match with my ears, I've found that I can play like a song request and still be able to bring in another song that I'm more familiar with into that song that I'm not so familiar with.
1: The other thing I was going to ask is, um, do you find this a, a niche market for female DJs in that some crowds prefer having a female DJ than because it's such a a dominated uh, industry by men, Uh, do you have special requests sometimes because someone's looking for a female DJ?
0: I find uh, the most um, gigs that I would do that they sort of uh, lean more towards a female DJ would be like the children's discos and and children's parties. Yeah,
1: yeah. And what do you think that is? Is that because females have like a, a mother instinct, I guess you could say, and they're really good with children?
0: I, I think so. I think there's that sort of um, sort of you know stigma around it. Not stigma, sort of generalisation that yeah, it's that mothering instinct. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, yeah. A good way, sorry to interrupt, a good way I find to combat that and what I tell other DJs that I work with because it's such a male-dominated industry is 100% in Australia, get your working with children check. So it's a good selling point, um, but, you know, it also uh, allows you to work with children. So, yeah, I recommend highly to all my male DJ friends is to have a working with children check and just say to them, because I do refer to a lot of refer – because I get double booked a lot and it's just me working by myself. I'm a sole trader. I do refer on to a lot of male DJs. And, yeah, I just say to them, make sure you have your working with children check. And I can just say, hey, this, this DJ is awesome. He's got his working with children check. He's worked with his children before. You know, it's just that extra sort of selling point as well.
1: What's the difference uh, in terms of playing to children than, um, I guess, drunk adults
0: <laughs> um, the the big difference I think is having current music so top 40 uh, the children prefer sort of the top 40 radio sort of music um, but also being super interactive uh, and having that interaction with them playing games as well I find works really well what's a couple of the games that the
1: kids like to play
0: Oh, musical statues is always a good one, yeah. um, and it's easy to implement. I find um, a, a lot of DJs probably wouldn't wouldn't do this, but I find uh, I get helpers, so I get people to come up and, and help me stop the music, so turn the channel uh, fader down, just... So it's such an easy thing to do, but they love it. They love it, but you've got to be careful that they don't all sort of crowd you and come on in and they're all touching the equipment. So it can get a bit, you know, touch and go there. But yeah, I find just um, having them sort of help me and still be involved in the game if they don't want to play. Yeah, that always works well.
1: Yeah, I was going to say it's almost like having a guest DJ, and they they feel like rock stars because they get to touch the, the
0: exactly, the, the knobs exactly, and the music. yeah, for sure. And I find I also um, I welcome parents to come up with their children and take photos, so I put the headphones on them and they can pretend to be a DJ, you know, and have that photo. So I find that's always fun as well.
1: When it comes to uh, music in your own time, what do you listen to?
0: I personally love tropical house. I am a huge, huge lover avici um loved everything he put out i just thought he was an absolute genius um so that sort of avici style and near yeah, tropical house i love that sort of music
1: and moving forward in times of lockdown and um social distancing and all these um changes which are coming in and it sounds like it's going to be for a, a long time now where do you see the the industry going
0: Honestly, I've thought about that so much, and I'm—I'm I'm not sure. I'm hoping we will bounce back after this. I'm actually making um, little like COVID packs. So I bought myself the other day a black mask. So uh, when I like a black face mask. So when I go to gigs, I've got that neutral sort of colour on. I don't want to—I want to be looking professional because I do a lot of weddings. So I want to be looking professional. So I've got that black. Face mask, uh, just a neutral sort of color, nothing with patterns. Um, and I'm also making up little COVID packs. So I bought the other day microphone covers and um, multi purpose wipes, and I'm making these little packs, and they're going to have like a microphone cover in there. So when someone goes, rather than me running up, disinfecting the microphone after everyone's had a talk and then passing it after like someone's done their speech and then passing it on to the next person, um, I'm going to give them these, everyone that's speaking these little packs and they've got their microphone cover, which is just like a fabric cover that you put over the microphone. doesn't stifle uh, the talking or change the, the talking at all. You can still talk quite clearly with the cover on. And then they've got the disinfectant wipe. So, before they start speaking, they can use their disinfectant wipe. Put the cover on, and then once they finish speaking, they can just quickly take the cover off, give it a wipe down, and pass it on to the next person who does the same thing.
1: Hey, that's really impressive. I like those uh, suggestions. Um, oh, thank you. You've, you've had some time to think about this, and and good good on you. That's that's awesome.
0: Oh, thank you. Yeah, I just wanted something um, that wouldn't interrupt speeches and things too much. Uh, but still you know still have that safety around it so yeah i've just been thinking i do take song requests as well so i'm thinking about how i can sort of come up with a way where there's still social distancing and still taking song requests so yeah i'm looking into that at the moment that's the next step excellent
1: stuff dj sierra jane how do we find you on uh on online because you've got a few uh channels going on don't you
0: Yeah, I've got a few things. I've got YouTube, Mixcloud, Instagram, uh, Facebook. But the best uh, way to find me is at my website, which is www.sierrajane.com.
1: Cool. Well, check it out. Thank you so much for joining us on the Australian Mobile DJ Podcast.
0: Well, thank you so much for having me, DJ Bevo. It's been amazing. And thank you for all that you're doing. You're doing a wonderful job. The Australian Mobile DJ Podcast was hosted by DJ Bevo
1: and produced by Matt Fulton Productions.